2: Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I am Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. I'm Aaron McMahon. It is Illinois week uh, for the Michigan football team. Uh, We'll be looking ahead to that game. We'll be looking back, definitely, to the most recent game against Iowa. And we'll be talking... Hoops and some hockey, maybe some even hockey. if there's time. No, med no managerial office. options for next year, sure. Well, I, I know
1: we shouldn't like talk about other employment, but I mean, did you throw your uh, hat in the ring there?
2: Nah, I I did not, uh, but I do have a better understanding of just certain. Uh, like, I kind of know how a double switch works as opposed to the previous manager. He never really got that <laughs> to the national league, but uh, yeah. So, Michigan, Michigan beat Iowa ten to three. I think that's important to remember that they, 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 they did they did win the game, uh, you know Harbaugh, and some of the players uh, as you know the offense was uh, kind of dissected and uh, scrutinized and criticized uh, by some uh, reminded that you know they did win the game and that is of course the most important thing. Iowa does have a very good defense, uh, so yeah, I guess I'll just say that to set the table. Sometimes I do feel. Uh, that you know, media and fans, like in general, you know, you are kind of looking for things to improve on. So maybe you're, you kind of do focus on the areas of weakness uh, instead of uh, complementing the, the defensive effort. So, uh, if it's okay, can we start there with the defense because it was very, very good against Iowa,
0: very good. Yeah, I think it was by far their best effort of the season. I mean, they put it together now. I think ten straight quarters uh, they allowed three points in the last ten quarters. I think is what it is. Going back to the second half against Wisconsin. Uh, so I think they rebounded very well. I mean they shut out Rutgers. Um by and large they held Wisconsin. They, I mean in, in total, they held Iowa's ru- ru- I was rushing I said Wisconsin. Um, I was rushing game to one yard um after the sacks and everything right. else that they got. Uh but even went, with the, even with that that I think it was at like
2: sixty or
1: something. Yeah, Still they I mean, were yeah. at least like three point something yards per right. rush, which yeah. is outstanding. Yeah.
0: Yep. yeah, it was very similar to what Michigan's been doing. Um but I mean <laughs> four <laughs> four turnovers, four you know, turnovers, three interceptions. Yeah. Yeah, that, but it was a very impressive game. I mean, Don Brown needed, I think, one of those after the Wisconsin game. And, you know, obviously it was Rutgers and they were able to shut him out. But I think putting back to back games like these together, I think, bodes well for the, the confidence of the group, I have to think. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was obviously some concerns with defensive line whether they whether they be able to hold up this season they're starting they seem to be coming together they, i I'm, i've been really impressed by the defensive ends i mean eight hutchinson's really kind of emerged here the last couple of weeks we pay had his i think his best game of the season um uh, against 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 iowa so i think big 10 defensive player of the week we, for his efforts yeah so i think by and large i think you know defense is the is the bright spot of this team at this point
1: uh, I'm curious to – I wonder what the narrative would have been after the game if it was instead like a 35-28 game instead, a, you know. Great point. Like it's like, with oh, the offense is back, back clicking again. Now there's more question. I feel like because it was the defense that carried on, there's less optimism moving forward than if it was like a 35-28 game because it's. I feel like there's – people believe this offense is what's going to make or break this team this year and not its defense.
2: I, I think that's a very fair point. I think there's also just generally uh, – more excitement, uh, when, when a team is, is scoring points. So even if, you know, a seven point margin, right on, on the low end versus the high end, people think it was a better game. If there was, there was more scoring, which isn't always, uh, necessarily true. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, and it's not like the defense had been so dominant that you could have just necessarily excused a, a poor performance on that side of the ball. I mean, obviously Wisconsin had its way, uh, with Michigan really on both sides, uh, and then, you know, you beat Rutgers 52 nothing, and everything looks great. Uh, so, yeah, I, I just think, you know, it's been a problem. It, it, it's not just this season, too, right? I mean, it's been a problem for now, you know, sort of a few years with kind of trying to find that offensive identity. And there's obviously a new coordinator this year and a new style. Uh, so I think, yeah, there are more eyes on on, on that side. Uh, but, yeah, you know, two, two of Michigan's, you know, five games so far
0: have been against uh, – very good teams teams, uh very good defensive teams, right very good defensive teams, and that's i think important away when we when we do look at the offense you know the offense hasn't been very good they've clearly i don't want to say stalled but they've you know they haven't hit that crescendo that many of us are waiting for you gotta keep in mind again wisconsin is still number one ranked defensive team in the country iowa's number five um these these aren't you know these aren't these aren't bad teams. These right. are good teams. And then you've got – you you, you, had, you saw the offense you know, seemingly put it together against Rutgers, but, again, Rutgers isn't very good either. So it's almost right. going, it's going, going to be the, the extremes. It's the extremes, it yeah. So right. it's one of those things where you know, it, it's hard to gauge. I mean, you can go off what you see and you can go off the stats and everything else, and they haven't been very good. Um, but I think – I mean, time's going to tell – I mean, the second half of the season is going to be, I think, important. We can go into this later on, but we're really going to find out more about this team in the second half of the season when the – the, the competition gets more consistent and you're, you're playing, um, I guess, consistently in and out every week, better, better teams. Yeah. Now, you know,
2: Jim Harbaugh has now said, he said directly after the game Saturday and he, he said it again uh, Monday, you know, that he feels this offense is, he's using the phrase, you know, phrase hitting its stride. Uh, so it's interesting. It's a very interesting thing that he's saying uh, because it kind of goes against what we're seeing he, he brought up the term, I, you know, I said, I, I mean, to laugh, but he, you know, he said, I've got evidence like to prove it. I mean, it made it kind of seem like this whole secretive thing. You know, the thing about sports is that there are games that get played in the public view that we can, we can all go by. So, you know, kind of every Saturday, there's no, there's no hiding and there's no, uh, you know, well, this is what, you know, we've been working, you get to see kind of, you know, how things are, are really looking. Um, uh and, you know, as I mentioned in, in a story this morning, you know, Iowa and Wisconsin's defense are, are elite, fine, but uh, you know some of those Middle Tennessee and armies are, are not, and you know Michigan had its its struggles there, too. Uh, you know the good news again for this Iowa game, there you know, turnovers weren't uh, a right. major problem, although part of that you could just rule say was a little luck or I guess regression to the mean with the fumbles because Michigan did put the ball on the on the floor a little bit, uh, but they were fortunate to to recover it most of the time. Uh, Or every time, I guess the one turnover was was an interception, interception.
0: Uh, right
1: after the two fumbles. Right.
0: So, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Uh, It's interesting because after the, you know, after remember after the Wisconsin game, they lost, you know, thirty five fourteen. Jim Harbaugh was clearly upset on uh, both sides of the ball. Obviously, the defense couldn't stop Jonathan Taylor, but the offense clearly wasn't clicking. And as you just mentioned, it was a different vibe this week after the Ohio game or the Iowa game. It was more you know, praising the Iowa defense and what they're able to do. And, you know, I think Jim Harbaugh said this week that it's okay to say that the other team played a good game and, and he was praising the Iowa defense. I agree with that for sure. So, I think he sometimes doesn't do too much right, of that. So, yes, right. I have no problem with that. So, it's it's interesting just the, the reactions, I guess, just the different, you know, the different postgame, you know, feelings, I guess. Um But, you know, like you said, based on what we've seen in the stats and everything else, Michigan's offense isn't where they want it. It isn't where I think folks want it. Uh, They've got some work to do. Right.
2: I mean, there's definitely a thought with Michigan fans that they're not, you know, happy unless they're unhappy. Do you think some of that is is playing into this, or I mean, based on what you guys are saying? Well, no, there, I, I there's think if you, there's you, legitimate
0: concern. There is. The I think if you look at the compare the numbers of last year when everyone thought the offense wasn't. I mean, they were efficient, but they, they could people thought they could do better. I mean, the numbers are if you look at the average yards per game. Throwing every almost every measurable statistic offensively is down from what it was last season. Now obviously you're looking over a 13 game span compared to what they played five games so far. So they're, they're, the body of work isn't there. We haven't played a full season yet, but I mean through five games they're just they're not clicking on either you know either cylinder, um, you know the run game isn't as uh, plentiful as it was last season. Right. They're not hitting as many deep balls. As they, even last year, they didn't they didn't connect on a ton, but they, they had more up to this point than they do, they do now. Uh, so and they had
1: Teron. They didn't keep him honest because he had yeah. – I, I haven't seen a long run yet by any of the running backs, Not none that are coming to my head. And Teron, they didn't have quite a bit last year where they dropped 30, 40, 50 yarders to, um, to really keep the, the defense off balance. I mean, we just haven't seen that explosiveness from any of the running backs. Especially since uh, Zach yeah. Charbonnet's game, uh, first two games,
2: right? Yeah, certainly not not recently. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it'll be interesting. You know Michigan, they get you know get the three games now every year against uh, the other division, in the West, in, in Michigan's case. And you know this year, Michigan had you know two two of the three who were against I'd say the two best teams over there with Wisconsin and Iowa. Uh, but you know this week they will get they'll finish their 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 West swing or whatever the with, with Illinois, I wouldn't, I don't know. <laughs> one yeah. Of them. One of them. Yeah. One of them. Um, yeah, I guess you could say if they were playing like Minnesota instead of Illinois, that would make it as tough as possible, but, uh, they get Illinois who certain which certainly has its own problems, uh, you know, on the road.
0: Uh, yeah, I guess what are kind of early things to, to look for in that game see if they can duplicate the offensive game they had against Rutgers. You know, you want to see them, I think from a fan perspective, I think you want to see them, again, put together another complete game where there aren't, you know, again, no turnovers, few penalties. At this point, I have to believe the offense is largely intact. There isn't going to be a ton of changes at this point. It's more about repetition, getting comfortable. And, you know, I think you've seen it at times, but then there were points again in the Iowa game the other day where I thought Shea Patterson still looked uncomfortable in the pocket. It, it, it almost seemed like um, you know they, they just weren't sure of themselves and that's that's a symptom of a new offense where you know they don't they're, they're still learning everything so I'm, I'm at this point it gets more repetition they got to like you know get stuff down and continue to do it and then hopefully at one at some point you know they're gonna they're gonna have to uh, you know figure it out I mean, this is an Illinois team that's given up
1: 38.7 points per game in the last three games. Uh, all losses to Minnesota, Nebraska, mm-hmm. and Eastern Michigan. So, I mean, if, if they can't move the ball against against this team, I mean, there's, there's going to be some serious red flags heading into a I, night game at Penn State.
0: I think we're, just, and I really, I think they'll, I think they'll be able to. I think it's, yeah. like, I think we'll come out of that game next week, just like we did against Rutgers, saying, okay, they put it together. Now, can can we see them do it again against someone else? And then we got Penn State the following week. Right. So this is going to be a similar storyline for the next few weeks, or until we see whether or not they can hang. Um, Hang with a Penn State or a a Michigan State or a Notre Dame. Dame. Yeah, Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, it's a tough, tough stretch to end the year.
2: No, absolutely. Uh, And I think there's something to be said for you get a new offensive coordinator. You know, he's he's learning his personnel, too. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's seeing what's working, maybe what's not working. And, you know, you'd hope there'd be uh, adjustments to be made. Uh, So, yeah, whether that does mean more more shots down the field to guys like Nico Collins, because those plays have been at times successful. Um, or, yeah, it's more, you know, sort of short screen passes, just getting the
0: ball in, in people's Jones' hands. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I have to wonder, too, and maybe this is me just being theorizing. I don't know. Maybe they're holding some stuff back. They don't want to show all this, you know, before the second half of the season when the competition gets gets heavier. Maybe maybe they maybe they wanted to and they just don't. they. I don't. They just don't want to. I don't know. Um, you would have thought though, against Iowa, when it was it was such a close game, right. that they would take a few more chances just to open up the game. Um, so I, I don't know. You know, I'm not, obviously we're not behind the scenes, we're not privy to the game plan, but um, you think with the personnel and the talent they have, they they would do it more. So I, I, I don't know. I don't have answers for their That that. that. Um, I guess last thing on the
2: football side would just be kind of an injury update uh, on on quarterbacks in particular. Dylan McCaffrey. I mean, I would not expect oh. him. To be available, no, no, for it, the doesn't, game. it doesn't
0: sound like it. He hasn't clear concussion protocol at this point, right? Um, and, and, I've, and I've mentioned this to a couple of people now in the last few weeks. When someone goes down with a concussion, it's it's always iffy because you don't know. Different players respond differently. If you have a history of concussions, maybe you are more like it takes longer to come back. Got someone who maybe is concussed for the first time, at least medically, you know, it's it's quicker. Um, with McCaffrey now, I mean, he's been hit several times now. He he, he broke his collarbone last year. Uh, he clearly hasn't. He hasn't clearly he hasn't cleared the the right. NCAA regulated concussion yep. protocol. And once he does, I think Michigan. I don't know how comfortable they are with throwing him in right away. He's gonna have to maybe go through a couple of days of practice before he's game ready. And if he's not ready at this point, then I, I I'd be hard pressed to think he plays on Saturday.
2: Then on the Illinois side, their starter, uh, former Wolverine Brandon Peters, left the game. Uh, in the first half uh, last week, a, a lopsided loss to Minnesota. Um, unclear exactly what the injury was. I mean, I saw a video of it. Uh, it was hard to tell, really. I mean, he, he, whether it was a, a head injury or just, you know, some other sort of upper body injury or whatever. Illinois wasn't saying. They're not ruling him out. Uh, but some of the comments yesterday from from their coaches kind of, Would indicate basically they said, hey, this uh, this guy Matt Robinson, the backup, he took the final snap in the last game, so we're preparing as if it's him until like you know further notice, essentially. So uh, yeah, could be could be him, who's he's a little bit more of a of a running threat, Um, but you know Peters held on to that you know won that job and and held on to it for several games for a reason. So uh, that would be interesting, Um, you know. Plus, obviously, this watching him against some of his former teammates always. You know, kind of interesting storyline there but uh yeah basketball like like we mentioned earlier their their media day uh was this past week uh, outside of chicago first uh kind of public comments from Chuan howard uh in you know months really uh and uh first time talking to any of the players since uh the introductory press conference for him uh in in may so uh yeah, this was, what did we learn? They're still being somewhat secretive about, uh, you know, what the style of play is going to look like. Uh, prob- do you think
1: that's going to be the case until the season opener, or do you think maybe is?
2: Yeah, I mean, we'll get to watch uh, a little bit of practice uh, next week uh, as part of the Michigan's, like, media day, you know. Will this just be kind of three-man weaves and layup lines and some shooting drills, you know, and then we're asked to leave before real practice begins? It's possible. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I, he, you know, Jawan keeps saying he's going to play to his, his players' strengths. Uh, so, you know, he's kind of said in the past that he wants a little more, maybe a little more tempo. Uh, you know, it, hard, it would be hard to play a little, you know, much slower than they played under John Beeline. So I, I would understand that. Uh, you
0: have a good point. But, I mean, it's always important to remember when a new coach and staff come in. I mean, they, what you see right away may not be what it is in you know, a year or two from now. Exactly, know, as you start recruiting I mean, you, to, you to gotta, what you want. you got to work with what you have, and that doesn't always necessarily mean what you have isn't necessarily what you want. Right. So you got to work with the situation. You, you that
1: that kind of might play into Michigan's offense on, at football too right now. <laughs> I mean, exactly. you change offenses, and then you have a guy recruited for your – guys on the team recruited for your former offense. It's. I mean, so maybe it, it makes a little bit of sense that the, it's taken a lot of, a lot of time for it to play. But sure. Anyways, absolutely. back to basketball. Yeah. No.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it sounds like practices has been. You know, they've done a lot of you know full court stuff, more maybe scrimmaging and playing than in the past, and uh, some you know some physical drills as well, where you know no fouls are called and things like that. Um, but yeah, the the players that uh, uh, you know, Joan Jawan did talk up. Uh Franz Wagner. Um it's kind of funny. He kind of you know, he comes from the NBA world, Juwan, and uh you know, he kind of does make the NBA reference for some of these guys right away. I mean, even for a guy who hasn't played a college game yet. I mean, he said he's he's a future pro or whatever. He's like, you know, I'm sorry, I might be putting pressure on him, but I think he's a future, you know, he's gonna be a good pro. It's like all right. Uh and uh Eli Brooks was was another one, uh, you know, a junior who has had an interesting career arc at Michigan, um, you know, as a freshman uh, did uh, unseat Xavier Simpson as uh starting point guard kind of early in that season. Uh, and then, you know, Xavier started playing, Simpson started playing a lot better and, you know, reclaimed that job and, and hasn't looked back and, and Brooks is at times kind of even fallen out of the rotation. Uh, yeah. So it'll be, you know, I think he's someone who's looking forward, you know, to a new, new coaching staff and, you know, getting his confidence back and, uh, you know, kind of playing more like he's capable of. Uh, so that would be big for Michigan that does have some, you know, kind of backcourt scoring uh, question marks, you know, given the departures from last year, you know, Simpsons, there are a point guard, but you know, who's going to, who else is going to be there, there with them. They certainly have some guys that have, you know, six, six, seven, six, eight and taller. They got some guys there we mentioned Wagner, Isaiah livers, uh, obviously John Teske, uh, Brandon Johns, uh, Colin Castleton, like these are these are front court players for the most part. Uh, so they could certainly use you know, use a little bit more of a of a perimeter punch. Uh, so yeah, we'll have we'll have more for sure uh, in these coming weeks on mlive dot slash Wolverines. i uh, the basketball team. First game not until November first is an exhibition game. So mm-hmm. we'll kind of see what what things look like. And again, it is basketball. It's different than than football for sure. As far as like. The style of play, you know, there's only it's like that many styles in, in, right, in, in basketball. Right, right. You know, I mean, still kind of just playing basketball, and I don't know, it's a lot of read and react stuff, and not too many teams run set plays anymore anyway. Sure. And you know, it's like everyone's realized that three points is worth more than two, and like the efficiency of certain shots is, has kind of changed how teams look, and you know, many like to play this positionless basketball with, right. yeah, so.
0: In talking to Juwan, do you get a sense that he's settled in now? I mean, is he still, I don't know. I, I remember his opening his opening press conference in Ann Arbor, and he almost seemed, you know, like overwhelmed. <laughs> right. You know, like it was like a big thing, and it was, you know, he's, yeah. he's never been a college coach.
2: It's and... interesting. I mean, you know, at, at Media Day, he initially, you know, as all the coaches did, he initially spent time um, up right. at a podium, right. you know, literally, like right. above the rest of us, uh, you know, addressing the entire room. Uh, and then like all the other coaches moves to a, you know, just kind of a round table setting where, you know, reporters can kind of come in and out. You're sitting, it's a little more casual. He was much more comfortable in, in the latter setting. Yeah. Uh, you could tell he was a little, a little nervous up at the podium at one time. He said his time, uh, with Miami university instead of the Miami <laughs> heat or Miami organization. Uh, uh, which is funny. It's almost like he's gone. He's full in on the college, college on really? the college mode now. Uh, but you know, recruiting is definitely, uh, You know something. He was he was asked about the name, image, and likeness stuff, Uh, the the, you know uh, California pay to play act, and and things like that. And while he, in a way, would have been one of the most interesting coaches to hear on this topic, given that you know he was a star player at Michigan, uh, he said he had not you know really read anything about it. He didn't know anything. He couldn't really comment, which is somewhat of a cop out. But with him, you believe that it's one hundred percent true. He even said in his answer to that at one point. You know, heck, I'm out here recruiting. I haven't signed a player yet. Like (laughs) I'm just trying to get a get a guy to come here, so I I can't really you know be thinking about these things. And 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 that is really the other thing that I'll that I'll add here uh, is recruiting. He is not he. You know, they have one player for the 2020 class uh, who was signed under John Beilein. He has not gotten anyone to sign yet. It's no reason for panic that that he hasn't yet. uh, But. You know, it's certainly kind of you know at the forefront Something of uh, so yeah. Some of those um, like
1: top guys that he was going after
2: have, have show, chosen, chosen other, other schools. schools yeah. Correct. Uh, you know, another another five star is now down to two. two I mean, right. you know, mm-hmm. it's, they've been in guys top five, top three. They may have been in the top two before. It's hard to tell sometimes exactly, exactly right who they're considering between. But you know, Machine going head to head with Kansas uh, for Ooh. this player Isaiah Todd. So we'll see. It's has off- got two off-
0: openings, three.
2: He's got uh, three, three. – so he's got uh, – okay, so he's got the one player that's signed right. for, 20, for next year. There would then be three other spots Brilliant. in addition to him. Okay. You know, yeah. he's, not, he's not signed yet. He's just committed. So yeah. three. Uh, and that includes you know everyone currently under scholarship on the roster who has eligibility remaining, okay. including Austin Davis, who would be a redshirt senior – Next year, okay. so, so that's all you, can see, you can back. see he, him, you know, maybe taking a grad transfer route elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's obviously the NBA route for other guys potentially or, you know, transfers or whatever. Uh, so at, you know, bare minimum, you know, the one commit signs, no one else leaves. You still have three spots. Okay. Uh, so, so, yeah, there's uh, he, he's in the mix for for several other, you know, four or five star players. Uh, we'll see see who he ends up uh, landing mm-hmm. potentially Zook, um, you want to talk a little let's hockey we can talk a little hockey, a little yeah, hockey sure. real quick you know I mean that
1: season is starting officially this weekend Friday and Saturday at home against Clarkson who is a uh, ranked number 11 in the preseason polls so it'll be a tough non-conference challenge um, right out of the gate for for the Wolverines an exhibition game on Sunday against the University of Windsor uh, won that game eight to two. Um, so, I mean, obviously some positives coming out of there and yeah, I mean, they're picked to finish sixth in the big 10, but like it's last year, there was seven, eight points, nine points separated from first to last place. So, I mean, it's going to be another grind, uh, every week, week in, week out between these seven teams. And I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if they finish top three. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I don't think they'll finish last, but obviously, I mean, big thing, big concern last year was their goal tending. They have the same two goaltending duo this year um, with senior Hayden Levine and sophomore um, Strauss Mann, so, <laughs> Aaron's favorite, remember him, yes. <laughs> Aaron's favorite, uh, favorite name. Um, so, I mean, it, it will, they'll need to have better goaltending t- this year. Um, spoke with Mel Pearson last week. He does not have a number one goalie heading into this season, and it's up to the goalies to decide who's going to take that number one job. Um, other than that, I mean, they have seven seniors, which is very rare for a college hockey program, um, that gets some high profile players, um, through the top four stores are back. Um, they did lose Quinn Hughes, who was a first round draft pick, um, of the Vancouver Canucks, which will be a a big loss on the back end. But the funny thing of the funny thing is, is they have a Cam York coming in another first round pick this year, um, to broke Quinn Hughes's scoring record as a defenseman at the U.S. Development Program um, last year. So another talented offensive uh, defenseman who should come in play top t- top pairing minutes right away. Um, high expectations for him. Another first round pick, uh, a large centerman um, with uh, with a lot of speed. John Beecher, he scored in the exhibition game. Um, so I mean, there's there's a lot of quality pieces there that you that makes you think, hey, this team could. Surprise and kind of go on that uh, maybe a Frozen Four run like they did a couple of years ago when they're also p- picked to finish sixth in the Big Ten, um, but we'll see. I mean they they got a, a good mix of veteran and, and younger players, and um, I mean they'll need a better start than they've gotten in the past two years. Two years ago they needed that miraculous second half run uh, to get into the tournament, and and they ended up making it to the Frozen Four last year. They got started off slow and to never kind of get over that hump. Uh Josh Norris who who left another former first round pick who signed with the Ottawa Centers. He's now gone. Um so they they should never recover last year. So they'll need they have a tough non conference slate. So we'll we'll see how, how things go and it'll will be a big opening
2: weekend for, for the Wolverines. The two questions I was gonna ask, I feel like you answered it was like what is the what is the biggest thing question mark kind of heading in yeah. the season and it seems like maybe the same as last year goaltending. Yeah. And then it was: Do does this team have enough, like top talent, you know, future NFL, NHL talent, right. um, you know, to compete, you know, for in the Big Ten and, and make a run at a Frozen Four? And it kind of sounded like yes. I mean, it's yeah,
1: different. and so it's young. So that's what that's always a, a question. It was a funny point uh, Pearson brought up during our conversation: how important it is to have veteran players, seniors, juniors, upperclassmen. Um, compared to, I mean, just having young, talented guys. Just there's always, um, like Boston, the Boston schools always have high-end talent, and last year they struggled because they were so young. Um, they pointed to Ohio State, whose average age last year was 22, over 22 years old, and they went on to have a, a top 10 season, won the Big Ten. Um, and this year he feels like they have the the senior leadership that is needed, uh, maybe not the uh, elite talent as some other schools, but – um, Experience—they've been there before—and some of these young guys to maybe kick in a little bit of that extra still that they needed. Uh, I think I think they have a lot more depth this year, especially at forward. Um, it's going to be tough because they don't have that top line or top defensive pairing in Justice Sotony and Twin uh, and Hughes, who are both signed pro contracts after last year. Um, but I think it is a, a deeper team than last year, and if they can get decent or average to above-average goaltending. tending I think they'll have a chance at, at competing
2: in the Big Ten and and maybe getting back to the NCAA tournament. I'd say that wraps it up for this episode of the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. Uh, you can read more uh, about all the topics covered in this episode. Uh, predictions coming up on
0: Thursday evening. There you go. Yeah, make uh, sure you watch the video. MLive.com slash Wolverines. I don't think anyone's guessing who. I don't think anyone's going to be in shock over who we picked from Michigan, Illinois. Right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> we've had... We've yeah. had uh,
1: but you can also get your spartans Wisconsin we'll preview in, right, or, in right. the in the video as well. Oh, cool. and we have some fun props for this week to, to be included in and the, the score, video.
2: The score sure. margin always of interest right. to certain yeah. folks as well. So. So the
1: line's 21 and a half right now, so I will tell you this, I have Michigan winning by more than that. Oh. You'll have to come, oh. come to the prediction video to see what right. it will be. All right, thanks for listening.